And so uh, today I want to talk to you about that we need to keep moving in God. You know, sometimes we're in a place, and I don't know if you ever feel like this or not, but do you ever feel stuck? Do you ever feel like that things aren't changing? Do you feel like you've been praying and, and, the, and the, as some would say, the heavens are brass? Uh, that your, your, your prayers aren't even getting higher than the ceiling? And that it seems like that you've been in a, you know, predicament for years. Have you ever, ever feel like that God's not listening? And sometimes, you know, uh, we feel stuck in where we're at at times. But I believe that God is moving and he's trying to reveal truth. He's trying to reveal truth in this time of this pandemic. You know, uh, he's trying to real, reveal truth, you know, in, in, in where we're at in, as, as a body of believers. I'm going to say this. You, our faith as a body is being tested. Amen. We are being tested and the world is being tested. And so our faith is being tested. And, and really, are we going to believe God? Are you look at your neighbor? Look, look at your your spouse and say, believe God. Are you going to believe that God can do something, work a miracle in the in, in this mess that we 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 are in? Amen. God can work a miracle in your mess. Do you believe that today? I believe that today. And he's going to work out miracles. He's already working out miracles. And, uh, you know, with, with the numbers, they're going down and down and down. Uh, you know, it's not as uh, great uh, as a problem as some thought that it would be in some of their states. Amen. And so we need to just continue to believe God, that God's working miracles, healing those that may be afflicted with COVID-19 and that God's bringing people through it to the other side. Amen. So I want to talk to you about that, that we need to keep moving forward in God. And the key to do that is we got to evaluate where we are at in God. Uh, you know, I, I believe that the problems in our life will have us to, to sometimes it, it should bring us to a place where we evaluate why we're dealing with a problem. You know, if, if there's a problem with your car and it's not running right or the engine light is coming on, you know, that's telling us there's something that we need to attend to. And I, I believe that sometimes when problems are coming in our lives, it should it should reveal something to us that maybe there's something that we need to do. We might need to change. We might need to do something in, in, in this problem of this pandemic. We need to pray. We need to be standing for the people that don't have faith. We need to be standing for those people that, that have lost their jobs and they don't know where to turn. Thank God there, there, there are people, even in our church, that are prospering even, even in this pandemic where people are losing their jobs. Why? Because God is our source. And God can cause us to prosper even in the midst of a famine. Amen. And so we have to, we have to evaluate where we're at. You know, you have to think about your, you know, where, where are you at? In other words, where are you at in God? You know, when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden and they, you know, they rebelled actually against God's commands and they took the fruit of, of the knowledge of good and evil. And, and they, and of course, Eve bought into the lie. And so they ate of that fruit. And what happened? They died spiritually. And so God started looking for Adam because, see, God's whole focus on mankind, he desires a relationship with us. 
He desires to fellowship with us. He, he created us for fellowship. And so what does sin do? It, it separates us from the goodness of God. Sin separates us. It, it, it keeps us from seeing the goodness of God. And so what happened is that as, as Adam and Eve, as a sin, shame came in. And as God wanted to fellowship with Adam, Adam and Eve ran and hid behind the trees. And so, you know, they, they hid from the presence of God. In this time, we don't need to hide from God. We need to run into his loving arms. In this time, we need to start seeking God's provision, amen, in, in the pandemic. And God is a God that provides glory to God. We know this, that whenever we move away from the things of God, um, problems come our way. Whenever we start leaving the fundamental truths of God's word and, you know, I, you know, in the world system, even the church has kind of gotten away from from God, even our school systems and and everything has gotten away from prayer and and all this. And I really believe that that during this pandemic, it's a call for us to get closer to God, to get back to a place where we're loving God and loving our families. Amen. And in, and in the story in Luke 15, uh, 11 through 32, it talks about the prodigal son. And uh, and this was a man that this was a, a son that that went to his father to get his inheritance. You know the story. He took his inheritance early and he and he left the father's house and he went and he spent all his money on riotous living and and he just lived for the world. And then a famine came into that town and he was in famine and and the prodigal son found himself in a place that he didn't want to be in. He was in the pig pen. And you know, I'm going to say this, uh, some of us maybe we used to walk with God, we may be in a pig pen today and, and we need a, you know, part of God's grace in our lives is God revealing to us that we're in a pig pen. See, we, we, need, we need to get a revelation that if we're not in a good place, God needs to wake us up and say, you're not in a good place. I remember many years ago, I was backslidden out of church. I was a Christian. I loved God, but just living my life for myself. And, uh, you know, and, and God woke me up one morning and he revealed to me things were wrong in my life that that, that, that not that he was trying to say that he was judging me. He was just saying that there, there's things that are happening that, that beyond my control and that uh, the enemy was working. And so I'm going to say this. There are things happening. The, the devil's out here. Yeah. He's out here to steal, kill and destroy. But God is out here, too. Amen. And he's out here to give us life and life more abundant. With the prodigal son, he sowed. To the flesh, he sowed into wrong living. He he sowed bad seed. And listen, judgment in a sense is 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 really reaping what you sow. God's not doing something to the world. The world is reaping what it sows. That's a law. You know, uh, even in the Old Testament, God told the Israelites that if they turned away from serving him, if they turned away from uh, worshiping him, if they turned to other gods, that, that uh, these negative things would happen to them. He would tell them ahead of time, don't 
turn away from me, embrace me, keep walking with me, keep believing in me, keep expecting uh, my promises to manifest, stay with me. But they would leave God and what would happen? Tragedy would come. Problems would come. I, you, know, you know, when I, I, I realize that when I'm away from God, problems start coming. But when I get close to God, promises start manifesting. I'm telling you that. I'm going to say again, when you get close to God and start standing on his promises, promises start manifesting. With the prodigal son, he thought to himself, I could go back home. My father has servants that are treated better than what he was being treated in that town, you know, feeding swine, you know, and, and eating the pods that the swine ate. And he thought to himself, even the servants are treated better in his father's house. And he thought to himself, I can go back and I can be at least a servant. But I, I love this about God. See, 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 God is, is a representation of the father and the father saw the prodigal son. And what, what did the father do? He didn't turn away from, from the prodigal son. He ran towards him. You see, anytime we realize that we're not in a right place with God, anytime we realize and we turn towards God, what does God do? He, he embraces us. I like what the scripture says. If you draw near to God, God will draw near to us. So listen, don't put your faith in science. Don't put your faith in a vaccine. Don't put your faith in all that. Put your faith in God. Thank God for science. Thank God for, 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 for what they can do. But there's, there, you got to put your faith in God in this time. Say, I put my faith in God. Amen. So, so we have to discover where we're at in God. Where is our relationship in God? Number two, we need to discover, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to move forward in God and even in, in a place where we feel stuck, amen, we need, we need to get a revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus. Sometimes I think when we, when the problem comes our way, we forget who we are. We forget whose we are. In other words, we, we forget that God is in heaven and God watches over us. We, we, we tend to forget that God is even with us. I don't know if you've ever been there or not. I, I've been there when I was in a place where I, I, I didn't know where to turn and I was looking for answers and it just didn't seem like God was working. And I was like, God, do you even care? <laughs> Have you ever been there? God cares. He cares about everything. We just got to, like I said earlier, keep the switch of faith turned on. So, so we need to, number two, we need to uh, discover who we are in Christ. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, because I'm going to say this. As the body of Christ, if you're a Christian, uh, we, we are a nation of people. We're a called out people, a, a, a generation. In other words, we are the bride of Christ. And so, so we're not of the world. You know, I, I think sometimes uh, things happen in the world and some people say it's the judgment of God. If, if it is the judgment of God, it's judgment on the world system. It's not judgment on the Christian. Um, can I say that again? God's not judging the Christian church. No, if there's a judgment going on, it's on this world system. Can I get an amen or oh me? In other words, it's the world trying to live without God. 
It's God revealing to the world, you better start looking to me because I'm the only answer to your problem. It, it, it should be a wake. Am I talking to somebody today? It should be a wake up call. You know, I, I, listen, if I if I'm backslidden in my walk with Christ and, 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 and people, you know, I'm hearing about this pandemic. What the devil's going to try to do is put fear on me. Why? Because I'm not even walking with Christ like I need to. And fear will come on. And listen, faith and fear doesn't mix. The Bible actually says the just shall live by fear. No, the just shall live by faith. And so we need to we need to bolster our faith up. How do we do that? By hearing the word of God, by receiving as much word as we can. You know, uh, I'm, I'm always when I'm listening to the news, I'm listening to a lot of conservative news. And uh, I like to listen to, you know, that the cases are getting lower, you know, uh, that they're finding cures for it, that they're finding remedies that helps people. I like that because that tells me my God's working. I'm not looking at all the people that are dying. I'm looking at all the people that are surviving. I'm looking at all the people that are making it through on the other side. Like 99% of the people are making it through. And only a few people are not. But, you know, in our camp, as Christians, we're all going to make it through to the other side. Why? Because we're the triumphant church. We are the triumphant church. We are not subject to this world's weaknesses or these world diseases. No, we are a people. We are a people of God. We're called out ones. We're, you know, I like what, what some of the patriarchs would say and, and, and the apostles. They, they would say, you know, even Peter, he, he said that we're pilgrims. Why? This world is not our own. We're just traveling through glory to God. But we're here to demonstrate the glory of God wherever we're at. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation that we're new creations in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things are new. Amen. In other words, we're not a part of this world system. So, you know, we, we don't respond or react the same way that the world responds or reacts come when, when, when you're hearing about a virus, an invisible virus that may attack you. Amen. Listen, we're, we, listen, the law of life in Christ Jesus, in Romans 8, the law of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. You know, last week I talked about what Jesus did on the cross for us. And I talked about that, that, that he, he redeemed us, what, the people, us, you know, believers. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law. And what is the curse of the law? The curse of the law is, is whenever a person breaks God's law, curse comes in. And, and first of all, the breaking of God's law brought in spiritual death into mankind. So Jesus came to bring spiritual life. So when Jesus went to the cross and the Bible said that he tasted death for all mankind, that means, and, and, and then he was raised from the dead. You know, you know, the, you know, Satan thought he had Jesus when he, when Jesus died on the cross. But when Jesus rose three days later, triumphant over death, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Amen. And so listen, death does not have any power over the Christian. Can I say that again? Death has no. You say, what are you saying, pastor, that a Christian can't? 
won't, won't die. In a sense, we don't die. Amen. Yes, we may physically die, but we are translated into heaven. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And we don't taste the sting of death. Glory to God. We just, trans, we just move from the world to heaven. Glory to God. Can I, get, can I get somebody excited in the room today? Amen. So we got to get a revelation that, that we are divine partakers. We're, we're partakers of the divine nature, as Peter says. We are partakers of the divine nature. And so we have divine protection over us. If we're going to move forward in God, we've got to realize this. Number three is that God is not your enemy. Can I say that again? God is not the one that's putting sickness and disease on your bodies. God is not the one that's trying to see, you know, trying to test your faith to see what you're made of. No, 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 no. It's the devil that comes to steal, kill and destroy. You know, it's interesting that Jesus, when he was in the wilderness, he was in the wilderness being tempted and tested of who? Any Bible readers who who was was what was was Jesus being tested and tempted by God? No, he was being tested and tempted and tried by who? The devil. So what is what does the devil do? do? He, he tests us. He tempts us. He tries us. Why? Because he's trying to try our faith. Right. And so and so we got to realize this, that whatever is coming against us, it's not God. It's the enemy. We've got to get, get a revelation of that. Because if we think that God is behind the virus that's in this world, that he's putting it on us, amen, then why, why should we even fight against it? Amen. In other words, God's not, you know, the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. But God can bring glory out of, you know, the, the, the negative. God works all things out for good. He can work all things out for good, even the evil. He can work all things out for good to those that love him, right? To those that love him. Can I, to those that love him. To those that love him and called according to his purposes. Amen. God can work out good in the midst of the problem. You know, I, I think about Joseph and how Joseph really, he, he was... Uh, uh, you know, he, he was a God fearing man and and he he loved his, his father. And and of course, he was the favorite of the family, got that coat of many colors. And uh, but you know what? He got thrown into a pit by his brothers. You know, he didn't really deserve that. Yeah, he may have been a little arrogant, maybe a little cocky over his dreams, you know, saying I'm going to be, you know, he, he, he may, you know, he maybe needed a humbling lesson, but. But he didn't need to be thrown into a pit and then sold into slavery. Can somebody say that that's not just? But you know what? Even though that the enemy was trying to destroy Joseph, God was working miracles out in Joseph's life. Amen. You know, even though that that he was thrown into a pit and then so sold into slavery, he ended up in a person's house, Potiphar's house. And Potiphar was like one of these generals in, in the uh, army of the Egyptian army. And so Potiphar was a high rank in general. And so, so he ended up in this. And then, then what happened? The Bible says that God prospered Joseph 
even while he was in slavery. And say, I'm going to say this to you. God can prosper you even in a sense because we're, we're sort of in a slavery type situation. We, some of we're bound to our houses. We we can't do things like we used to do. And, uh, you know, it, it, God can still prosper us in the famine. You know, we have a lady that uh, that has her own business in the church and. And she uh, sews and she teaches sewing classes and all that. And uh, she's actually, you know, we, we, we talked to her and she's actually making masks, you know, through her, her business. And she, and she is prospering in her business. God is allowing her to prosper. Amen. See, so whatever the enemy's trying to do to shut down business, God can increase it in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God can do a miracle in the mess. Amen. So, so what's the key for God doing miracles? Believe. You've got to get up every morning and believe Amen. that something good is going to happen to you. You've got to believe. We've got to believe. Jesus would say, if you only believe, you will see the miracle. If you only believe. You will see the glory of God. We just got to believe. Look at your neighbor and say, believe. So we have to realize the number three key is that that God is not our problem. Amen. That that the devil is the problem of humanity, the devil and sin, of course. And so we have to look at that. And, and I think some people believe that God's running this planet. Uh, some Christians believe that because God is almighty, that he's actually, he's the one that's actually running everything. And so if starvation is going on, God's behind people starving. If, 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 uh, if there's um, war going on, God's behind the war. You know, no, 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 no. You, you, you misunderstand God's character. Because God is not running this planet. He is running heaven, though. And that's the reason why he had Jesus lead the disciples and us in a prayer. And, and that prayer is called the Lord's Prayer. And in the Lord's Prayer, it says, pray that it will be down here on earth like it is in heaven. Amen. Well, it's not, it's not like heaven down here on earth. So what, what, what was the Lord was Jesus saying to his disciples? He was saying, pray that God's will will be down, will be like down here on earth as it is in heaven. And God's will is not going on on this earth. In other words, a lot of the, the planet is not following God. Some Christians aren't following God. Oh, man. Did I say something today? Some Christians need to wake up. Amen. We need to wake up and start following God with a, with a whole heart. Not half-heartedly, but with a whole heart. Somebody say, that hurts so good. Amen. Amen. That hurts. In other words, we need to get a revelation of how good God is. We need to stay close to God. We need to be as close to God and not be on the outskirts or see how close we can get on the uh, on the cliff. Amen. No, be as close to God as possible. Stay close to God. And we need to realize it's the enemy that comes to steal, kill and destroy. Now, now, my 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 key here, what I want to say is, is that the devil is the God of this world system. See, man is really the God of this world system because God gave us authority uh, in Genesis 126. 
So he gave us authority, but then Adam and Eve gave that authority away when they bowed their knee to Satan, in a sense, by eating of the fruit of the tree. So Satan usurped that authority. Now Satan has some authority on this planet. Well, let me just just back that up. When Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted and tried of the devil, there were three temptations that Jesus dealt with. And one of the temptations was the cherry on the top, if I may. What what Satan said to Jesus was that, that this world system was handed to him and that he could give it to whoever he wanted to. So in a sense... The world was handed, how was it handed to him? Well, it was handed to him through men sinning and giving our authority to the devil. So in a sense, so, so, so in a sense, Satan has this world system. Are you listening to me? And so God is trying to invade the world system through Christians praying and for us praying for people and us doing good works and, and, and us preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But the world system is still in the hands of the enemy until Jesus comes back. You know, he's going to come back. Jesus is coming back. Look at your neighbor. Say Jesus is coming back. Somebody say Maranatha. See, that's something that they used to say in the very beginning, because when the church was being established, there was a lot of persecution in the church. Amen. And uh, and the church is being persecuted and they would say to each other, praying that Jesus would come back and pick them up. Amen. And they would say, Maranatha, you know, Lord, that means Lord, come quickly. Amen. And so, listen, Jesus is coming back. We're in the end days and we need to be ready. We need to have our oil filled. We need to be ready, you know, like the five virgins that Jesus talked about. Ten virgins, five had their oil filled and five did not. Five was ready for Jesus and five wasn't. And we got to have our oils Field. In other words, we need to be walking with God. We need, we need to be walking in faith. Amen. And so I like this uh, scripture here that reveals that the devil is the God of this world system. God is not doing it. God is not. He's not the destroyer. God is the healer. He's the deliverer. Can I say that again? God is the healer. He's the deliverer. Man, I, I, I might have to. Oh, my Lord. Do you know what the names of God is? You know, in the Old Testament, there, there are seven names of God. And, uh, and one of the names of God is Jehovah Nisi. And that name means that God is our refuge. And God is a, our refuge in times of trouble. God is our protector. Amen. So you got to think about the character of God. One of his names is Jehovah Nisi. God is our refuge. In, in other words, God is here to protect us. There's another name for God in the Old Testament. And see, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus revealed the goodness of God when he lived down here because Jesus walked around healing, delivering, and setting people free, doing miracles of provision, providing food for 5,000 and 4,000 people. 5, he, he, Jesus was, was revealing the love and the nature of God when he was down here on this earth. And so number two, uh, God is called the Jehovah Jireh. And, and that means that God is a God that provides. Yes. He's Jehovah Jireh. Yes. God provides for us. Amen. See, that name came 
uh, by Abraham uh, having to sacrifice Isaac. And then when Abraham went on that mountain, you know, God said, don't sacrifice Isaac. I have a lamb that's going to, that, 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 which he was talking about Jesus. But uh, Abraham saw the, the ram in the thicket that was stuck. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.